All right, what's going on, everyone? This is Catfish is episode 76. Am I correct, Rich? Episode 76? 76. Unbelievable. Yeah, starting to lose track of them. Starting to lose track it of is. them. Thank you, I everyone. I had to check earlier. Yeah, right? I, I find myself doing the same. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for episode 76 of Catfish on Ice. You'll have to excuse me if I sound a little down, if I sound a little crushed today. But I am a Titans fan, and today has been not a way to have your Monday because uh, our beloved King Derrick Henry might miss the entire season and crush our Super Bowl hopes. And uh, luckily, there's no bad Preds news today, at least not that I know of. None, Rich, none please do of. not. Rich, can you not fill me in on any bad Preds news? I'd appreciate it. There are, there's none. There's none that I can think of. So I think we're good. Yeah, I saw that about Henry yesterday or today. I was like, oh my gosh, man. So, yeah, I'll, horrible. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was very tough. I woke up, I woke up this morning to the news. Like everyone like pulls out their phone when they wake up in the morning. And that was literally the first thing that popped up was this article saying, uh, best trade partners for the Titans to replace Derrick Henry. And I thought it was like a satire. I thought it was like like the onion, like somebody making a like a some kind of type of funny right. article. And I'm like, who wrote this? And then I'm like, it's pro football focused. They're one of the top sports yeah. football websites out there. I'm like, what happened? And yeah, so then I started doing my joke. It didn't take long for me to figure out that Derrick Henry might be out for the season, doom and gloom, like horrible stuff. Sense. It's got everyone crushed. So we're gonna shift away from the Titans. And focus yep. on the positive tonight as we talk about the National Predators and they have a three-game winning streak going right now. They Ooh, got their hot. gutsy, they got their gutsy, most impressive win of the season over the New York Islanders on Saturday. In my opinion, it's the most impressive win of the season out of the four. That's just me, but I think it was. It was pretty good. I mean, you know, it was it was kind of thrilling. Now, you know, we'll touch on it. Game. Yeah, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on that in the episode tonight. Mm-hmm. We have a jam-packed episode, everyone. First of all, we hope all of our listeners had a really happy Halloween with their families and friends. Uh, we saw some good costumes from some of the uh, press players. I know I saw Rocco Grimaldi out there with his wife Abby Grimaldi wearing the Toon Squad Space Jam jerseys. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was awesome. So yeah, uh, yeah hope everyone good. had a great Halloween. Let's let, let you know what we got going for you on episode 76, brought to you by DraftKings, and we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We have uh, a salute to a Preds legend. We lost a Preds legend last season with Pecorine retiring. Now we have another Preds legend retiring. Didn't mm. play for the Preds on the ice, but guess what? This person had a major impact on Preds hockey in the South. Yep. That is Terry Crisp who has announced his retirement after this season ends. So we still have a full se- almost a full season left to appreciate him. But we are going to do our opening face-off, saluting the best, Terry Chris. So stay tuned for that. We've also got Kyle Perkins joining the podcast for another edition of Perks Picks this Monday. He's going to give us his best picks from this past week. So get ready for that. We've also got to get into our prospects. We haven't done a prospect report since the season started. And it's so awesome to see all these leagues playing hockey again under normal circumstances because last season, really honestly, last season, it really affected the prospects the most when it came 
A lot of these smaller yep. leagues didn't even get to play. Mm-mm, not so at all. it's awesome to see the AHL, the, uh, the all these leagues playing again. You're seeing all these overseas leagues playing. And you're with that. You're getting to see all these prospects get plenty of playing time. So we've got a lot to get into there. I know Rich has got some prospects to get us caught up with. I've got some as well. And also, we've got an awesome interview lined up for you. We've got oh, yeah. Jennifer Lindell. Uh, she goes to Austin Peay State University. She is studying sports communications. She is an avid hockey fan. She grew up an oh, LA Kings fan. She uh, was came from Colorado where she followed the Avs. She knows a lot about hockey, and now she's going to start following the Preds. She's at Austin Peay State University. She was kind enough to join the podcast, talk about the Preds, talk about what got her into hockey, talk about all kinds of stuff. So we can't wait to give you that interview later in this episode. So as I said, jam-packed episode. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff to get into. Let's start it off with our salute to Terry Crisp, who has been covering the Preds since the expansion season. And when I can, I can go ahead and tell you right now, someone like Terry Crisp was so instrumental to getting this market on board with hockey. And I remember from a very early time as a kid, literally as a kid, seeing hockey on my screen and having a local team, the Nashville Predators. Uh, and I remember him. I remember knowing oh, nothing yeah. about, I know, I knew nothing about hockey other than. Get that little black thing into the net. That's really all I knew. And fighting. And I knew about the, and I knew and about the fighting. I knew about Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I kind of had I kind of had an early fandom for the Detroit Red Wings because I was a kid and I just wanted to cheer for the best team, which was the Red Wings. You had Steve Eiserman, you had Sergey Fedorov, you had Chris Osgood, you had Nicholas Lidstrom, you had all these great players for the Red Wings. So I, I cheer for them, but I did not know the ins and outs and X's and O's of the sport at all. I can credit Terry Crisp and his coverage yeah. of the Preds through all these years for really like bringing this whole hockey market together. And so he announced his retirement after this season. And uh, Rich, just kind of like tell me what you how you feel about Terry Crisp and what you thought about the announcement. Um, yeah. A uh, little side note, I went to a New York Rangers game back in 2019, uh, me and my wife, and I actually have a picture with Terry Crisp and people. Oh, Robert, very so cool. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, if you don't like Crispy, there's something wrong with you. Um, he is like a ball of energy and like really good um, at what he does, and he's been doing it for a long time. And I know I read, um, reading up on a little bit about him that he came to do this Predators uh, gig back in 98 just as a – he was going to do it for one game, and that was it. And and then he liked it so much, I guess they decided to keep him on. But uh, yeah. him and Pete Weber are credited with uh, basically teaching Nashville people what hockey was. So that's – Absolutely. Awesome. And, and I can't look overlook Pete Weber either. Right. Pete Weber, who does the radio broadcast now, uh, he is mesmerizing when you listen to Pete Weber on the radio. Oh, yeah. I mean, like yeah. he he literally illustrates it so perfectly. But he yeah. does the radio broadcast. But at, in the early days and for a long time, it was Pete Weber and Terry Crisp on the call on TV. Do it, yeah, yeah. And they were. Uh, you want to talk about a dynamic duo in the booth? Yeah, right. it's it's Terry Crisp and Pete Weber. Yeah, but uh, awesome. yeah, Terry Crisp. I mean, one of the things I love about Terry Crisp is he. He brings so much 
gen, genuine hockey knowledge to the to the. So he does the intermission reports now locally yeah. uh, for Valley Sports South, and he, every time he does his intermission reports, I can't miss it. Like I want to oh, no. know. What did the team do wrong? What did the team do well? He breaks it down for you, and he dumbs it down for the casual hockey fan yeah, yeah, because hockey is a very complex sport. If you yes. didn't grow up playing the game, if you didn't, if you didn't grow up studying the game, it's a very difficult sport. Terry Chris makes it very palatable for uh, even the casual fan, and he's so good at that. He's so genuine. He's funny. He's He has a wealth of knowledge. He was a coach and a player, won a Stanley Cup, with the Calgary Flames as a head coach, he knows the game better yeah. than anyone you could ask for. And so yeah. it's it's going to be a tough loss for the broadcast, but I am totally so happy for him to, uh, to, to announce it because I know that he's ready to do some other things with his life, I'm sure, but a uh, tough loss for us. It is, yeah, it's – it's good for him though, because I read a little bit of the article that was on Predator's website, and it said something about he asked his wife. He's like, "Did you ever think that we would like spend our golden years in Nashville?" And right, and now it's like it's like his home. So it's really awesome that that they're going to get to hang out and um, not have to travel and and do that schedule. So good for them, for sure. Sad for yeah. us, but. sad for us. Good for him. So he uh, five hundred thirty six games as a as a player in his career played from 1965, 66 season to 1977 played with the St. Louis blues, Philadelphia flyers, Boston Bruins and New York Islanders over that time. But most of his career was with the blues and the flyers. Um, So yeah, just two incredible career, two Stanley cups with the flyers uh, as a player. So, and he won a Stanley cup as a coach as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is that like was playing, that was playing back when it was like rougher than it is now. Oh yeah, and for sure. Like, he knows the game. So yeah, yeah, he coached the Calgary Flames for three seasons, then coached the Tampa Bay Lightning. Which yeah, I saw that too. The expansion team, Tampa Bay Lightning, up until '98, and won a Stanley Cup as a coach in his second season as head coach with the Calgary Flames. Coached them to 117 points that season. That's I mean, amazing. that's insane. So, uh, rest, yeah, just awesome for a leg, for a legend right there. Just awesome. Happy for you, Terry Chris. We get one more season to uh, enjoy your analysis, and I'm sure we'll still get some good analysis from him even after he uh, f- officially retires. But uh, tough news for us, like because we're we're greedy yeah. like that. We're greedy as fans. We lost Pecorite. Now we're losing Terry Crisp. We're losing all of our classic Don't Preds like that we love so much. Either when they're going like to it. other teams or, you know, mm, part of like it, it, though. Got to accept yeah. change, I guess. It's going to happen. Um, we don't have to like it, though. <laughs> we don't have – exactly. We don't have to like it. All right, let's let's talk a little bit about the game. So the, the Preds beat the Islanders in a very – I mean, this is why I say this is the most impressive win of the season. I know they've only won four games, so that's not really saying a whole lot. But uh, the reason why I think this is the most impressive win of the season is they really had to work for this. Like, this was not a game handed to them whatsoever. And honestly, I did not have a lot of faith in them winning this game because it seemed impossible even for the Preds to score one goal Right early on in this game. I mean, the Islanders were playing their defensive game plan perfectly. They were building this shell in their zone where the Preds just couldn't crack it 
They couldn't yep. get in. They couldn't get any high quality shots. Uh, you, you got you got Sorokin who is coming off back to back shutouts, and you're just like, I don't know how the Preds are going to get a goal in this game. Like I was really feeling that way. And then what do you um, know? Right. I'm not trying to rhyme, but I'm going to rhyme. What do you know, Tanner? You know. Right there you go. <laughs> he he scores his first goal of this game. First of two. He scores his goal on a seemingly like not even a, a really a dangerous attack at all. He's kind of no. skating up the boards on the outside circle and just beats Sorokin. He just kind of sneaks it by him. And what and it's like, there you go. Preds yeah. are tied one to one. Just when you think the Preds can't figure out a way to score, they sneak one by. And that kind of speaks to what this team wants to do, which is throw pucks at the net. And that's kind of what Tanner Janot was thinking there. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I didn't know if you wanted to do this or not, but change the name of the show to the Tanner Janot Show. Uh, uh, I mean, it, 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 I, mean that, I mean, it would probably work just fine. What an, I mean, impress- every- <laughs> what an impressive showing by him, man. I mean, two goals. Two goals uh, four goals on the season now. Four goals on the season. Um, like you said, that shot to open the scoring for them, it wasn't anything amazing. But, hey, man, you know, it, it, it did, like you said, it did what they needed to do. Um, just so glad to see that the scoring is uh, distributed evenly over all the lines. So that's yeah, a good thing. For sure. That's a good sign. So and then and then Jano scores his second goal, doing what he does best, which is just getting in that dirty area in front of the net. Again, this is how the Preds are going to have to score goals this season yep. is in that dirty area. And I want to give a lot of credit to my guy Matt Benning, who no yes, one seems sir. to ever talk about. I know he's not going to be some star player on this team. I get that. But how much have me and you both said, let's get Mark Borowiecki and Matt Benning, who was originally together when they were signed, back on that third pairing. Let's get some stability. We know they're not going to be offensive type of players. But honestly, you don't need that from your third pairing defenseman. Here's what you need from your third pairing defenseman. Don't make critical mistakes. Be in the right place at the right time. Be a hard hitter. Mm-hmm. Just block shots, protect your goaltender, and look at Matt Benning. He skates his puck up the up the boards, holds on to possession, makes a really smart play to get the puck towards the net, and Tanner Janot finishes it off. That ties the game very late in the game. So and that's what you need. That's all the kudos to all the kudos to Matt Benning for figuring out a way to make that play happen. I know we love Tanner Janot. That's a great second goal, but that play and that goal doesn't happen if Matt Benning doesn't make that play and the Preds lose that game if Matt Benning doesn't make that play. Oh, I, absolutely. And I agree 100%. Like, stop messing around with the third pairing. Leave Benning and Borbieski in there until they give you reason to take them yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Because they're, they're no smart. They're, they're Borowiecki and Benning, they're they're at least smart veteran players. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I, and, and, and I, yeah, they're going to make mistakes, but that's why they're on the third pairing. No one's saying they're a top pairing Roman Yossi type defender, but they Absolutely. can play their roles on that third pairing just fine. So I, I loved seeing Matt Benning make that play to kind of prove that. So that was that was huge. Uh, we have a poll question here that oh, yeah. we shared right ahead of the episode, and that was, who is surprising you the most through the first eight games? And Rich, you you got in on it and said I don't think there's anything but one right answer to this. And you know what, Rich, I think you're kind of overlooking it a little bit here. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I know, I know, I know what I already knew what the popular answer was going to be. Yeah. And let's go ahead and give you the choices. It's Tanner Janot, Ryan Johansson, Philip Tomasino, and Tommy Novak. The most surprising players, not the best players, not the players that are playing as well as you expected them to play. I'm talking yeah. about the most surprising players. And big shocker here, just like everything else, Tanner Janot's running away with it. He's uh he's got sixty he's got sixty nine percent of the vote. Ryan Johansson's got sixteen percent. Philip Tomasino's got six percent, and Tommy Novak's got nine percent. I'm a little surprised that Tomasino is so low at six percent. Yeah, it's when you think about the question, like we really shouldn't be surprised at what Tanner Janos. That's doing. my point. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a little bit of a trick question it. there. It is. Everybody's just like. Everybody's so hyped on Tanner Janot right now. They just see his name and they're like, yeah, they just can't help but push. They can't. Yeah, exactly. But I, I personally voted for Tommy Novak because how can you not say he's the most surprising so far? I mean, no one even expected him to be in the starting lineup. And not only is he in the starting lineup, but he's sticking. He's played multiple, several games in a row now. He is a mainstay on the fourth line. I don't know how he only has 9% of the vote. He should definitely be the most surprising player, in my opinion. But I also threw Ryan Johansson in there because he's been under a dark cloud for a while, and I got to give him a lot of credit for playing well and living up to the first-line center uh, expectations so far. So I put him on there as well. He's got 16%. I put Phil Tomasino on there just because he had never played an NHL game. And so there was probably a little bit of a doubt on how well he was going to do. True. And I know he hasn't, he, I know he's kind of like simmered down a little bit lately, but yeah. uh, still I wanted to see what the, what the measuring stick was there. But Tanner Janot runs away with it with 69% yeah. of the vote so far. So uh, that, that, that poll has got a lot of time left. So we'll update that poll when it ends. But right votes, now, Right now, Tanner Janot is running away with it. So we'll see yeah. how that finishes off. Maybe I can persuade some fans who haven't voted yet to maybe think, think about it. Because I think Tommy Novak's the most yeah, surprising. I, I think your your case for Tommy Novak is a good point. Um, didn't start the season My here. case rest. My case rest. It's I rest Tommy my Novak. case. Rest my go. case. There you go. All right. Yeah. We got Kyle Perkins joining us here very, very soon for uh, Perks Picks. He's going to join live here in a few minutes. So stay tuned for that. But until we get to that, let's move on to the next portion of our uh, episode, episode 76, brought to you by DraftKings. Our promo code THPN is what you need to be using if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. As we do every Monday, I got Monday Night Football on in the background, and we are competing with Peyton and Eli, and that's that's pretty tough company. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sure people can't get enough of them. I cannot get enough of watching Peyton and Eli do the Monday Night Broadcast. But uh, we're going to try our best to compete with them. I don't think it's going to work out in our favor. But going head-to-head with Peyton and Eli on Monday Night Football is probably not the best. Uh, the best, of, but here we go. We're trying. A lot of people like those dudes, man. A lot of people yeah, like those guys. That you can't, people can't get enough of them. All right, let's. Get, we haven't done a prospect report yet since the season started. And I'm telling you. There are so many reasons to be excited about all these prospects in the in the uh, Preds system right now. We've talked about a lot of them before the season started, but now we want to update you on how they're faring so far in their respective seasons, whether they're playing overseas, they're playing with the Milwaukee Admirals, 
Uh, Rich, how about you uh, start us off with a few prospects that you've really been tracking so far? Yeah, so I usually – I don't do a very good job of keeping up with, like, a lot of the prospects. Obviously, we keep up with, like, Igor Afanasyev and Zachary LaRue and the guys, you know, that we we hear a lot about. But uh, one guy that is making a big, huge impact is uh, in the OHL, London Knights, is Luke Evangelista. Yes. Like – I've heard I've heard people talking about him a little bit and saw some stuff, but um, I looked up his stats. So they've only played eight games so far. He is uh, he's got 15 points so far in eight games, ten goals and five assists. Oh, he's lighting it up. I mean, he's, he's like the story up. of the league right now. Like, that I mean, amazing. and the goals he's scoring are like pretty amazing goals. We've retweeted a couple of his goals on the podcast webpage on the yeah. Twitter profile. So go check that out. Yeah. But yeah. Luke Evangelista, he's the second round pick from uh, 2020. 19 and years old. Yep. 19 years old. And he he's kind of going on that track that Philip Tomasino went on and, mm-hmm. and Igor Afanasiev went on. He's yep. in that OHL right now and he's tearing it up. And eventually you're going to see him make that climb up to the AHL. And he's right on that path that you really want to see him at. So sooner, that is really, really awesome. Later. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So. Kudos to him. We'll be seeing yeah. him soon. These 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 recent draft picks are starting to look really really promising by David like Poyle. Yeah. Going back to 2019, so the last three drafts, 2019, 2020, yeah. and this 2021 draft <laughs> classes, they are all showing very promising returns right now. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. All right, I got one here. This one's not as well known among the prospect class, but. It's a player that really made a big impact in the prospect uh, camp, uh, development camp before the season started, and now he just got into the AHL for the first time. Grant Mismash. Yes, he scored. Which is a, the other night. which is another great great name. Just love the name. We we do have a lot of cool names. We do. Up, so. so Grant Mismash yeah. has now played in two games for the Admirals so far, and he's got two <laughs> goals already. There you go. Pretty good start. Now we will say that the Admirals as a team are off to a rough start. They're one and four. Kind of a little bit surprising, I gotta say, because I feel like the Admirals are a loaded team. But one thing you gotta remember with these minor league teams is it's really hard to build chemistry early on because you're constantly getting players plucked. You're constantly changing the rosters up. So it's hard to get that uh, chemistry going. I feel like they're gonna figure it out. They'll be fine. But the Milwaukee Admirals are off to a little bit of a slow start this season in their respective season. But Grant Mismash, yes, is a very good player. Comes out of a very, very good program out of college, the University of North Dakota, which just played a game at Bridgestone Arena over the weekend against Penn oh, yep. State. And it looked, yep. it looked like a North Dakota home game. I saw that. I mean, yeah. there was green everywhere. So it was yeah. a really cool. It was a really cool Saturday for Bridgestone Arena hockey because you had the Preds play <laughs> matinee hockey, get the win, mm-hmm. and then you saw all these uh, University of North Dakota fans. That's a very good program, like yes, a national definitely. championship contending team every year. And so Grant Mismash comes from that program, played with them all the way up until last season. So now he's finally starting to get his first professional experience. And so he's going to be a really fun player to watch in Milwaukee this year. Grant Mismash, uh, he's a he he's already 
Yeah, he's already signed with the Predators. He's a 2017 mm-hmm. draft yep. pick in the second round. So he was signed before his collegiate season, collegiate years started. So that that uh, a lot of teams take that route sometimes when you got a really good player. He's a center left winger, six foot one, uh, shoots left handed, and uh, 22 years old now. So he's a lot further yep. along than what you see some of these other prospects. And yep. so. It's, he's a player who could be very close to getting to the NHL level starting like next season if he really takes off. Yeah, like, I remember him scoring a couple of goals in the development camp. He looked pretty good. He's I kind of put him in the same class, only he's a forward, but I put him on the same class as David Ference. He's the type yeah. of player where he got college experience. He's going a much <laughs> different route than going the OHL route or going that route. He's yep. in that he's going that route where he's already played mm-hmm. four years of top in collegiate experience. And so now it's going to be fun to watch him in Milwaukee this season. Absolutely. Something else about Milwaukee is they plucked their goaltender from him, so that might be giving him a little some fits. That's probably not good. We got Devin Cooley down there uh, as their main goaltender right now. Yep. So that might have a little bit to do with it. All right. I know you got one that's another fan favorite right now. He's also your your fantasy team name. Yes. Mr. Zachary LaRue with the mullet. Playing for the Halifax Mooseheads in the QMJHL. The Halifax Mooseheads is another outstanding. These minor league team names are like incredible. They're so fun. Yeah, I like them. Um, yeah, so I've never been to the Halifax Mooseheads website, but um, him and you I'm not sure who the other wait a minute, Rich, you don't you don't you don't check the Halifax Mooseheads website every day? I don't. I should. I, what? What but, are you doing every day, man? I, I thought know. you were on top of it. I, I'm not on top of it, apparently. But That should be one of your top to the, bookmarks. When you go to the website, two pictures on there. One's somebody I don't know. The other one is Zachary LaRue. I think he's a fan favorite up there as well. So, so far they've played eight games. He has 14 points, four goals, 10, to, 10 assists. But in their last game or the game before, he had a goal and five assists in one game. Wow, that's pretty strong. A, a six-point game, a six-point game. And, and I don't, one, I don't, I don't care what level of hockey you're playing at. You put six points yep. up in a game, you're pretty damn special. You are. I'm just gonna and, leave that uh, right there. Yeah. So we all we all know the story about him not getting drafted very high because everybody thought he was a risk or whatever. But I think this guy's gonna turn out to be a really good pick for uh, the Predators. So. Um, everybody likes him. I know that we all like him and people on uh, that follow the Preds like him a lot. So can't wait to see him um, make that jump. It'll be a few years, but um, he's showing promise. I like it. So good stuff. He is. He is. He, we got a few years, but again, another great uh, draft pick, it looks like, and that's Zachary LaRue. Speaking of that, we've got a big Zachary LaRue fan running right now, and that is – there's a Zach LaRue fan. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. All right. I heard y'all talking about the minor league uh, logos and everything. There is a minor league baseball team from Madison, Alabama called the Rocket City Trash Pandas. That's it awesome. Is, their logo oh is literally a raccoon in a trash can uh, with rocket boosters on the bottom of it. It's amazing. Uh, Blake Solcer like that's on twitter he interacts with us quite a bit he uh he put me onto them i really want to get one of their hats i like it a lot and the the, the trash panda thing that's hilarious i loved it i thought it was that's very exceptionally cool. great yeah we were just talking about uh zachary larue 
a little bit. And we also we were we were thinking about changing the name of the show to the Tanner Jano show instead of Catfish on Ice, since you know everybody loves. I think so that much. would play well. We're, yeah, we're gonna stick with Catfish on Ice, but Tanner Jano yeah. show would would if someone else is trying to start a a podcast out there, the Tanner Jano show would be a excellent. Yeah, it's just all about Tanner Jano, like an hour long podcast, and it's all about <laughs> right. <Tanner Janot. laughs> I made a meme He's the a other good, day. He, Hey, and Tanner Janot is the guest every episode. Every episode, the special guest is Tanner Janot. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be amazing. I made a meme like the it. other day, and it was uh, Patrick from SpongeBob telling SpongeBob that hero worship is not okay. And then he's pulling yep. his little <laughs> wagon, and he's got Tanner Janot in the wagon. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of accurate. <laughs> we all like Janot, that's for sure. It's very accurate. All right, yeah. So we're in, we're in this prospect talk here, and, uh, and and Kyle, I know before we get to your perks picks, I know you follow the prospects very closely as well. Yes. Uh, how about you throw one in for us, one that you're uh, really like? We we talked about Zachary Larue. We know that you are a big big uh, fan of Zachary Larue and how he plays, a uh, very similar style to uh, Tanner Janot, so we can get on board with that. But give us another uh, prospect that you're really tracking this season that's really standing out to you. Uh, Fyodor Set, uh, Svechkov, uh, yes. over in Russia. Um, he, he had a really slow start to the season. Um, if you look at the SKA system, they are loaded. It's, there's not a salary cap over there. So basically it's like, okay, we want you, we want you, we want you, we want you, any NHL player that can't get a yeah. contract, we're going to get you too. Yeah. That's when, that's like when they were trying to get, uh, Yakov Trenin and we're, Offering him yeah. a big boatload of money, and we were like, "No, don't take him." But you know, yeah. Um, so basically, he got he started out as the thirteenth forward on uh, SKA, the big team, and then he uh, got bumped down to SKA Neva, which is uh, their kind of AHL team, uh, as you could put it mm-hmm. uh, in comparison to over here. Uh, he's they've been playing him at uh, number one left wing, I believe. Uh, but he's just had a really slow start to the season. Not a lot of chemistry, but he's come from a completely different system and style of play that he was used to at his junior level team. Uh, but today, in the in today's game, he ended up with a uh, beautiful assist, a primary assist, and a goal. So there you go. Starting like to it. look up a little bit. Uh, Yaroslav Askarov also in the SKA system. Um, <clears throat> He's had a very shaky start, and, and I'm not going to mm. sugarcoat that at all. We don't but like to hear that. I think the majority of the issue with it is he is not getting consistent starts. No. Uh, you you have the main goalie <laughs> in, uh, uh, in SKA, who I think is – I'm thinking his last name is Johansson. Um, can't quote me on that. They've, they've got a lot of goalies. Um, but he, he normally is sitting on the bench behind him. He's come in a couple of times in relief and he's had a few starts here and there, but you can tell the, the spot starts are really not doing him a lot of good. Yeah. Uh, He he just, he looks. His goals against average still looks pretty good though. I mean, he's a five, five game. I'm looking on elite prospects here. He's got five games this year for, uh, the KHL level. With a, a two goals against average, his save percentage is a little low, and then uh, he's got two games in the VHL, which is like the minor league system of yeah. the KHL. Uh-huh. 
and, he, and his goals against average, his goals against average looks good. But you are right, though. Uh, I've seen seen a couple clips where he's given up a little bit of what I would say maybe some soft goals or whatever. But I've, there's a lot of to what you're saying, Kyle. As far as he's not he's not the regular player there right now. He is so he is buried in 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 the death chart, if you will, down with uh with SKA right now, which is a really outs. From what I understand, SKA is like a top tier team in the KHL. So yeah, he's they're, on, he, they're built to be one of the top two or three teams every year. Yeah. Yeah. So and they've got tons of money. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lots, you, of, lots got, and lots of money. You've got to wonder what his future looks like before he actually comes over to uh, North America. And that's going to be the most interesting thing to watch is <laughs> how that all works out. Uh, Kyle, do you know his exact contract uh, status? I like, I know, say, I know he's under contract, but. Um, hold on one second. I will look it up. Uh, he's looking it up. I thought that it was this year and next, possibly, but I don't know that for a fact. So I want to say twenty-two. Because what I'm really trying, where I'm really trying to get here is, we really won't know what his. I mean, everyone expects him with his all. He has all the tools. All the scouts have already pretty much said, like, look, this guy's got all the tools to be. Uh, the next great franchise goaltender, but we yeah. won't really know it for sure until we see him play North American hockey. KHL hockey is completely different the way it's played Absolutely. than over here. And so w- w- let's see him a year in, in uh, Milwaukee when he finally gets over here, he might do exactly what Connor Ingram did and just dominate it. Just, dominate. and that's what we expect. That's what we expect. But we won't know for sure until we see him as a regular starter. One thing I will <laughs> say, I cannot wait for this year's World Juniors because, uh, first no, right. of all, I can't believe it's already been almost a year because I, I feel like it was not that long ago that I was sitting in a hotel room watching the World Juniors of 2020 and got to see uh, Eskarov play. And so he's going to be a part of that Russian team again. And so that will be a good measuring stick to see how he performs in that. It kind of makes you wonder what happened, <clears throat> why he's not getting starts. Like, I wonder what happened to make that happen, or why he's not. It's a little strange, but who knows? Uh, they're they're not they're not a super great developmental team. Think of Vegas. They're right. a, they're a win right now. They're a win right now yeah. team. They're not worried about yeah. developing guys. From what exactly. I can find on elite prospects and whatnot. Uh, it looks like he's under contract 21-22, so his first season <laughs> over in North America be uh, 22-23. Oh. Uh, and I'd love to see him go to Milwaukee. Uh, th- I think at this point with the usage he's getting, definitely Milwaukee, no doubt about it. Once his, once his contract's up or whatever and his con- contractual obligations, I would expect him to uh, promptly come to the Milwaukee Admirals, and uh, that's going to be fun to watch. But, uh, of course, Igorov Nasiev is everyone's favorite prospect right now as well. I already brought yeah. up Grant Mismash, uh, Kyle, which is yeah. one of my – quickly becoming one of my favorite prospects. I'm really happy that he's uh, playing for the Admirals right now. But, uh, yeah, Afanasiev, he is uh, – a lot of us would like to see him on the NHL right now. But we really want to see what he can do with a full body of work in Milwaukee this year. He's got five games, five games under his belt. A goal and three assists is what I'm looking at here. And uh, I mean, there's still it's still so early. I mean, so uh, I'm not going to read too much into it, how many points he has and all that. But uh, I really got to start watching some more of these games for Milwaukee 
because I really want to see how comfortable he is and what he's doing out yeah. there. And uh, cause it's his first experience on the North American side playing hockey uh, other than preseason stuff. So uh, this is all really new to him and uh, he's still productive at early on. He's still being productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've got to watch one or two of that Admirals games and he doesn't look out of place at all. Uh, oh, good. So there's, awesome. there's a lot to look forward to there. Uh, That's awesome. For sure. Hey, before we get to Perks Picks, Lindsay has joined us, our friend Lindsay. She's What's in up, the, Lindsay? She's in the Fantasy League with us. She has. She says she has a very important question for us. All right. And it is, do Janot and – I don't know, whichever Tachuk plays for Calgary, I don't know which one it is. Matthew Tachuk. Matthew, okay. With, does, does Janot and, and Chucky fight tomorrow night? Are they going to get in a fight? It's very – I. I I'll go over the fifty percent range. I would say it's more likely say, than not. I'm not going to say uh, it'll be Tanner, but I'd say him and somebody's going to be into it before. Yakov. I feel like Yakov Trent nice. starts more fights than Tanner Jano. Yeah, he does. I, agree. I don't, so. If you look at it this year, Matt Benning has thrown hands more than just um, about anybody on the team. And, and, dude, Matt Good. Benning is. Uh, I, I I was you're, heaping praise on Matt Benning earlier in this episode for the play he made to find Jano in that uh, crucial equalizing goal. That play does not happen if Ben Harper is in his place. I'm just going to drop the mic right there. Absolutely not. That's a Preds loss. That is a Preds loss, and I know I'm preaching to your choir right now, Kyle. But uh, yeah, I, Matt. Just I know Matt Benning is not an offensive player at all. But you don't need your third defensive pairing player to be <laughs> offensive players. You just need him to not be liabilities. And I feel like Absolutely. Matt Benning is, for the most part, not a liability out there. And you know he's going to play hard. You know he's going to make plays like he made there. That was a very impressive critical play when i watch the replay of that play and i see him skating up the boards and holding possession of the puck i'm like wait a minute is that really matt benning because he's not going to be confused as an offensive player but he made an outstanding play to get that puck to the net and tanner janeau finish it off he's experienced we'll give him that that's what we want to see so lindsey says lindsey is a huge calgary flames fan she likes david riddick who's now the backup for uc soros just for everybody she says she's excited for the game. It's going to be rough because she's such a fan of both teams, newer Predator fan. And she says six-game winning streak versus a three-game winning streak, it's going to be a good game. Yes, it will be. Hey, uh, so, Lindsay, you can, you're not going to hurt our feelings if you say no, you're going to be going for not. the Flames. You're not going to hurt our feelings. Absolutely we get not. it. You were a Flames fan before you were a Predators fan. The Predators can be your second second team, and we yeah. will be perfectly okay with that. But I've also seen you cheer for the Sharks out there. We can't be having none of that now. Yeah, I don't know about they that. Be- they, they, they better fall behind the Preds in your fan- list of fandoms. But uh, we'll Jeez, let you, we'll, al- yeah. we'll allow you to have the Flames as your first team. That's that's perfect. She has acceptable. a she has a hurdle jersey. So I'll tell like, you what the Flames. I'll tell you what the Flames. They look impressive though. They are they just do. they do. They They're they are really impressive. Ridiculous. Yeah. She says she's wearing. It's she says be- she's wearing a Flames Riddick jersey. So hey, man. That's awesome. That's there awesome. you go. We know right? about your team. So. Let's get into Perks picks here. Yeah. Uh, let's get into that. Before we get into that real quick, I do got to give a shout-out to our sponsor, DraftKings. NFL fans, <laughs> I know you're hungry for another big week in the NFL. And guess what? I know we're a Preds podcast, but I know we have a lot of Titans fans listening right now too. I'm here for you. Today has been a very hard day for me. 
Um, the Aaron Rodgers meme that's been made famous where he's laying oh on gosh. his side and his chin straps covering his nose. That was literally me when I woke up this morning. I thought I was reading a satire article when I read a headline that said top trade targets for the Titans to replace Derrick Henry. And I'm like, what is this? What am I reading? Like, is someone trying to be funny? Is someone trying to be like live in fantasy land? And then I'm like, I start doing some digging and it didn't take me long to realize Holy crap, Derrick Henry might miss the rest of the season. I was so today's been a rough day. It's been a rough day, but guess what? Still another big week coming up for the NFL fans on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with our promo code THPN, where you can win $200 in free bets. All you got to do is bet $5 on any NFL team. Might not want to bet on the Titans this week, just giving you some free advice. <laughs> but Throw those $5 on a different NFL team. And if they win, you get $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, just $5 to bet on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, please call 1-800-9. With it, I would bet on the Rams with your $5 and go ahead and win you $200. I was just going to say – did you just give out like professional betting advice? Don't I did. bet on the Titans. I did. So that's like just, your just, okay. just throw those five dollars on the Rams. I think you'll be okay, and you'll get awesome. those. Uh, you'll get those two hundred dollars in free bets. Then so you roll that two hundred dollars into a bigger bet on the Titans when Derrick Henry comes back. All right, that's the end of my betting segment on the NFL. <laughs> let's get back. Let's get back to. Let's get back down to business here. Let's get to Perk's picks this week. I'm really excited to hear what Kyle Perkins has to, has for us this Always. week on his edition of Perk's picks. Everyone, buckle up and let's 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 listen. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start out with uh, unsung heroes. Ooh, and okay. I, I'm like thinking it. about what we were just talking about: Matt Benning, Yakov yes. Trenin. Yes. There, there's a lot of guys that aren't showing up on the score sheet that are. Well, Benning did with an assist, but Trennan, that first goal that Jano scores, if he does not have that screen and do the jump screen in front of the goalie uh, and taking out the defender, if he doesn't do that, that goal never happens. And it's just so many guys doing, everybody's pulling the rope. I love it. Uh, it's It's been a group effort and, you know, that's what you have to have. You, it, Not everybody's going to get all the credit for everything that they should. It's not going to show up on there, and you can't point to their stat sheet and say, this is why this guy is good. But I yeah. have a stat coming up later that will tell you just well, why. And honestly, when you look at the top point scores for the, for the Preds right now, it really illustrates what you're talking about, Kyle. You've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13, if my counting's correct, players on the Preds who have three points or more right now. That yep. is spreading the wealth. I mean, we'll you've got a 
and that's not including Ellie Tolvanen, which is just mind-boggling that you've got 13 players with three or more three or more points, and Ellie Tolvanen's not one of them. But uh, we'll leave that at that. But uh, other than that, I mean, all of your expected point scorers are getting in on the action. I mean, Roman Yossi leads the leads the clubhouse right now with nine points. Not a big surprise there. You would expect him to be up there. But you're seeing Ryan Johansson finally produce. You're seeing Matt Duchesne finally get some good puck luck. You're seeing Tanner Janot out there, of course. Mikael Granlin's out there. Philip Forsberg. They're all out there right now putting points together. How about Colton Sissons? We've got to show some love Colton to him. Sissons a, is solid. And let's get to your first picks. I'm, everything. I'm probably getting ahead of myself here because I'm, I'm going to reveal some of your picks. I'm sorry. I'm so, so excited. excited. I'm just so excited because I'm talking about a three-game winning streak and I can't contain myself. And, and we didn't know that that would be happening right now. And I don't really have anything that bad to talk about. I don't well, good. That's good. Hey, I'm all about positivity today. Yeah. I don't need any negativity in my life. I got plenty with Derrick Henry, all right? You give me all the po- – <laughs> you, you spoon-feed me all the positive preds you got right now, Kyle. All right, well, we'll go on to Roman Yossi. So you can't get yeah. much more positive than that. No. Yossi looks like he did in his Norris season. Uh, he is tied for first in expected goals of in defensive and in the league. Uh, and he's in the top five in points in defensemen in the league. And that's even including people who've played one to two more games there you than go. he has. There you yeah. go. He yep. is absolutely going out there every night doing everything he can. I, I don't know if y'all noticed it, uh, but whenever he went out for the uh, shootout for the, to seal the game, it reminded me so much of that game in Dallas last year oh, when yeah, he was he- injured. Yes. The, just the look on his face and the intensity on his face. It's like he knew that was it. He knew and, he was going to score. Yeah. And the other the, the other thing about that shot was there wasn't much fancy about it. It was just him yeah. shooting, shooting it and getting it past the goaltender. It wasn't – there wasn't any kind of uh, puck handling much. Just He just lasered it right in, which was awesome. He didn't come in fast. He took that little swoop out to the left and was basically like, here I'm coming, this is what I'm doing, stop it. Yep, love it. So Loved, it. Loved everybody of it. Yossi, Yossi has really, really looked good. Uh, Listen to this. Yossi's got I, Yossi's got right now through eight games, small sample size, but this kind of speaks to the eye test you're seeing. A lot of times analytics and eye test can sometimes really come together. What you think you're seeing with your, with your eyes, a lot of times your analytics are going to back it up. And, of mm-hmm. course, a lot of people go to the Corsi here. Uh, Corsi rates their possession and how they're really handling the puck. Yossi's got a 60% Corsi four right now which is by far the best he's ever had in his career through eight games i'm not saying he's going to hold that crazy high number but that just goes to show you right now the fact that he's got a 60 corsi that's insane like to see anything in the 60s even over eight games is pretty amazing to see so he is definitely he looks like he's on a mission this season like i mean we didn't we we didn't see it as much last season i know He was he was still good by most people's <laughs> standards, but on Roman Yossi's standards, he wasn't quite as good as you're used to seeing him last season. This season, there, this season, he is on a mission. I'm seeing it with my eye test, and you're seeing it with the numbers as well. It's backing yeah. it's backing it up on both both sides. 
Well, I think he knows. He knows what's going on with the team, and there's been a little bit of upheaval with some guys leaving, and he he knows that the the guys like him and Forsberg, those guys have to step up, and that's what uh, you know. Yossi's doing it. He's the captain. He's also he's also way more involved in the offense. His, his offensive zone start percentage is all the way up to a seventy three percent, which is way above his career average. So I mean, he is very much more involved right now. Uh, when it comes to the offense and when it comes to driving the puck, when it comes to driving the play and and trying to make things happen. And that's why you're seeing him off to such a efficient start uh, point-wise. Yep. He's, uh, he's doing it all. He's There's not much he's not doing. He's playing really good defense this year as well. I don't he's have the, the stats in front of me on that one, but. He's the Derrick Henry of the Preds. So, uh, Roman Yossi, can you please stay healthy for me? Oh, yeah, that's all I ask. Uh, I can't take it. I can't take another one. I can't. No. Uh, my next two are kind of going along with what y'all were talking about a minute ago uh, in the pros, uh, prospects. Uh, the first one being Larue. Uh, Larue has had uh, four goals, ten assists for fourteen points in eight games. He had a six-point game, five assists, and an empty net goal the other day. Uh, he is really playing a more mature game um, compared to what he was playing before. He he did have a lot of discipline issues, uh, which we all read about all the times he's been suspended and everything else, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so that it's good to see that he's more of a mature player now. Uh, seems, seems to be calmed down quite a bit, but he's still playing with that edge. Um, if you look at his uh, stats, he's, you know, he's almost up to two points per game. Last year in 33 games, he had 39 points, so just a touch over a point per game. Uh, then 2019-2020, he was uh, 55 games, uh, 53 points. So he is showing a continual improvement in his point production as he goes. Um, if you look at Dauber, they said uh, – a forward who blends power and skill to produce at a high level. LaRue has a wicked wrist shot and underrated touch as a passer to make him dangerous as a dual threat. Uh, I think that passing has really came out and uh, mm -hmm. has shown up. I'm, I made a comment the other day. He was trying to become an American folk healer by uh, folk hero by dropping apples everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Zachary Appleseed. Yep. There you um, go. So he's looking really, really good. Uh, going on to the next one, and I'll be I'll be the first to admit that I kind of believed everything I read about him, and that's uh, Luke Evangelista. You look at him; he's six foot tall, and he's all of like 170 pounds. He's like, you read all the pre-draft things; uh, he's undersized. He's 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 immature physically for his height, and all these other things. And he's on the London Knights, and he's down on like the third or fourth line, and he's his minutes are bad. His his point production's pretty rough. In his <clears throat> draft year, he was sixty two games and had sixty one points, so decent, not great. He was more billed as an uh, a defensive forward like a Svechkov, uh, right. instead of being an offensive forward in fact scott wheeler from the athletic said he is not a pure scorer or a, nor a particularly dynamic surprise you playmaker 
and then he's had two hat tricks already this year. Uh, <laughs> um, there you go. So, uh, so there you go. I think he's he's kind of give him the old California howdy, as Granny Clampett said. Uh, and well, think he, about it. Evangelista is going the OHL route, which we've seen Tomasino go that route and dominate. Yes. We saw we saw uh, Afanasiev in the OHL. It's a really good launching pad for a lot of prospects to go down there and that with the OHL, it's, it's, it's a respected league. I know it's not on the same level as the KHL or the AHL or maybe even a couple other leagues, but it's still a league that can really be good for a uh, prospect's development. And so it's, it's a uh, really awesome to see Evangelista just not wasting any time. And we were talking about me and Rich were talking about this, Kyle, uh, in our prospect report, David Poyle's last three draft classes are looking really, really good right about now with these early returns. Yeah, they're it's he we, we give we give Poyle a lot of crap for stuff. And we won't we won't we won't we won't talk about his we won't talk about his 2018 draft class, but we'll stop <laughs> at 2019. But 2019, 20, and 21, I know that you can't make sweeping evaluations until these players actually get to the NHL. I'm just saying right now where we sit, November 1st, 2021, these three draft classes for the most part are looking very, very good. Yes. They're, they're supremely, uh, yeah, the, their, their draft classes are pretty enviably around the league as a whole. It's just, I'm kind of not used to the Preds having prospects to be there. And it takes time. About. I mean, it <laughs> takes time for you. It takes time for you to see these results in the NHL. It's not like the NBA or the NFL where you can just get instantly get a couple players in a draft class. And they just instantly come up to your team and just make everything okay again. It just doesn't work that way. And so it, you even look at like the Rangers with Lafreniere, Alexi Lafreniere, yep. who was such a highly touted number one prospect. Look how he's been playing with them, but he's still a very minimal part of that team. So it, it takes time. Even as the number one overall pick, it still takes time. So think about these second, third-round picks that the, we're talking about here with the Preds. Uh, <laughs> it takes time, and it's just nice to see that they're actually building something. Yeah. And out of all the, all the, all the people who are drafted, like you said, only maybe the number one and sometimes possibly the number two, they're the only ones that usually get to play the next year in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Well, this and this upcoming draft class is stacked. I know, Kyle. I know you've seen some of that. Well, we're not going to get into those prospects. We got plenty of time later on to get into something like that. But mm-hmm. I, from everything I've seen, this upcoming draft class is infinitely better than this past draft class we just saw. Yes, they're they're a whole lot more top heavy. There's several. Uh, prospects from Canada, Shane Wright being the biggest name. There's a few prospects from Russia. Uh, you've still got two huge ones that are coming the next year after, uh, but th- it's going to be a, a markedly better draft this coming year than last year was. So Let's get to your next pick. Alright, so my favorite, everybody's favorite, Tanner Janot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he didn't make the top. Wait, wait, wait! He didn't make the top of your list. No, oh, no, not this week. And you'll right. know why. Yeah. Um, uh, your objective. So, we appreciate it. Uh, Tanner <laughs> leads the team in goals with four goals. 
the herd line. So what what I was talking about the the unsung heroes, the herd line ranks number one in the NHL for goal, expected goals percentage. Wow! Whoa! Number number one. I, I missed 70, that. I know that. Seventy one point eight percent expected goals percentage. Number two is the perfection line from Boston at sixty six point one percent. Wow! That's insane. To give, to give you a, a couple more lines that are pretty good lines Hyman McDavid and Pooley Arvey is 56.9% that is, get, what, is, what world you, are we living in what's happening right now and to get to the next predators line on this list and it's I got to scroll a few times to get to it would be Forsberg, Forsberg Johansson and Duchesne at 47 and a half percent that statistic is expected goals for and expected goals against uh, and you average them out together, anything over 50%, that line is giving your team very good chances and they're not giving any chances up. So they're, so they're I got, doing work. So I got to think that the herd line has a big reason why the Preds are on this list <laughs> from Jay Fresh Hockey. Jay Fresh, has, Jay Fresh came on the podcast like episode oh, wow. three or four. And yeah, uh, I mean, he, I mean, he was just so awesome when he came on our podcast when we first started it, but uh, he's like one of the best to follow. And uh, he put out, uh, he put out earlier, he put out yesterday, the Preds are in the top 10 in expected goals uh, for percentage on five versus five right now. And I, it makes sense now because you got the herd line as number one. Yep. So it makes sense why the Preds are all the way up at number 10, around ranked around some really good teams. The Preds are ahead of the Lightning right now. They're ahead of the Hurricanes right now. They're ahead of the Sabres, who are second place in their division right now. They're ahead of the Stars. They're right behind the Florida Panthers, who have not lost a game in regulation yet. Put that into perspective. That's the, insane. The, Pan the Panthers have not lost a game. They're 8-0-1 on the season, and the Preds are right behind them on expected goals for percentage. That tells me the Preds have had some bad luck, and that luck's going to turn around if they keep doing what they're doing. That's just that's just how I see it. I think so. I think you're right. This, this line also is first in the league in expected goals against. Ooh. So, they so, can do no wrong. Keep them Number together one. and do, don't break them up ever, John Hines, or we will come Never. after you. So, <laughs> and at this point, and I almost don't want to say this, this line has allowed zero goals while they're on the ice. Oh, and five they're going to give, give up a goal now, Kyle. I know. I shouldn't have <laughs> said it. But <laughs> but you had to. The people have a right the, to know. You're not the only one who said it. It's fine. So, I <laughs> and I, I was looking through Money Puck, and – they have all these nice little graphics and everything and there's there's one and it just caught me by surprise because you've got all the team kind of around the middle of it and it's a uh, expected goals versus uh, goals for uh Jano is up here by himself at the tippy top right just <laughs> way like out of the frame he's so far up there that half the team isn't even shown wow. uh and his expected goals per 60 uh, is 1.49, and his actual goals per 60 is 2.63. The next closest is uh, 
Forsberg with 0.72 expected per 60 and 1.05 per 60. That's a big jump. So, so <clears throat> it's kind of nuts, really, when you think about this it. it really, just, this, this really speaks to what I was kind of hinting at um, last week, which is the Preds are gradually showing this improvement each game. They're figuring something out here. They're building on it, even in their losses. They've shown improvement, I, I would like to say. The only really bad loss they've had this season where I just watched it and I was just like, this was just this was doomed from the start, was the Winnipeg Jets game where they just gave up six goals. They just couldn't figure it out. Other than that, they've been in every game this season. I'm not saying that bad luck's the reason why they lost all those games. I'm just saying, like, they're right there. They are right there, and they just got to figure it out to finish these games uh, Rich, have you seen the same thing, man? Like you're, you've kind of talked about it, right? You've said like they're right there; they just got to learn to finish. They do absolutely, and I think a lot of that obviously is with the herd line, but I think it's with the the lines in general. It seems like Hines has finally found something that's working, and I just pray that he does not mess around with it like he has with, in the past. Like, and, 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 unless and, how they are, and, yes, and unless there's like some type of unless there's some type of absolutely. really bad injury. Unless there's some type of really bad injury, stick with the lineup that's working right now for you. Yeah. Even if I they lose, that. even if even if they lose yeah. against Calgary, still stick with it. You got to let yeah. this thing build up. Yeah, and like you said, all the losses that they have had, except for the Winnipeg game, they've been right in them. And that's you know, you just got to stick with what you're doing, and just you know, you can't look at it like the world's going to end because you've lost, you haven't won a game in four or whatever. So. Yeah. yeah, just stick with what you're doing. Stick with with the program, and it'll it'll be okay. So, our last perks pick for today is he he did play in the NHL, but not since 1977, <laughs> and that is Terry Crisp. Uh, Terry Crisp yeah. won two Stanley Cups with the Philadelphia Flyers and he won one as a coach for Lindsay's Calgary Flames. Uh, what would Nashville be without Terry Crisp? It, it would you would you would <laughs> not have the Predators team you have now. God knows if you even have a team without this man. I don't I don't think you can put a value on what he's done for the city, the community, just he cultivated he cultivated a fan base. I mean, he he taught hockey to a lot of people like myself who didn't know what the hell hockey was other than they fought and you got to hit that little black thing into the net. That's really when the Preds moved here, that's really what it was about. You had the you had the Nashville Knights for the longest time and that's all they did was fight. No one knew anything about hockey around here. And so Terry Crist came in and just really Dumbed it down for us. Let's be honest. I mean, he like mm-hmm. he. I mean, you're talking about such a. I'm. You're just talking about such an important part of the NHL to land in this market. It's just, and I've watched yeah. other broadcast. I know I'm biased here, but I've watched other regional broadcasts, and I'm telling you right now, we are so lucky to have oh, had Terry Crisp in this market. Absolutely, I agree, 100. percent the dynamic duo with him and Pete, and that's just – you can't beat those two. That's yeah. – I would put those two guys up against anybody any day of the oh, week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Chad, we we and, talked and, about it a little earlier, and Chad touched on a little bit about how even now, like when you listen to like during the intermission reports, like when they're not playing good, he dumbs down what they need to do so that normal people can understand. Like they don't, he doesn't talk about X's and O's or anything. He just says what they need to do and, and, and goes with it. Well, it I mean, he'll, 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 he, he'll definitely get into the X's and O's, but he makes it to where it's very yeah. understandable for, for the average hockey fan, because yeah. it is such a, it's a very complex sport for someone who's never played it or for someone who doesn't, uh, watch it regularly, and he he's such a good person at just like saying, "Hey, this is what the Preds need to do. They didn't do well in this period, and this is why." And he shows it to you, and he's so genuine in the way he lets it out there to where you just really can't do anything. You can tell he loves what he does. You can tell how smart and knowledgeable he is, and it's just, I mean, it's just such a valuable thing that the Preds have had ever since the 1998 season. He's been with his team covering them since the start. Him and Pete Weber. I mean, just just amazing. Yep. yep. Uh, and Very I think it, it shows a lot of his character. Uh, there was a picture of Lindsey Rowley, who does the intermission reports with him, and she, she made it through the segment mm-hmm. on TV, and then she breaks down crying after yeah. the segment. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's Terry reaching out, wiping her tears like the grandpa that he is. And it's just, that's the measure of a man. Uh, and we were lucky to have him in our, to help build yeah. this organization. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I know he's got next year, but kind of just thought of something, you know, we've been seeing like last season and a little bit this season so far, how Gill has been making a few more TV appearances. I wonder if they're going to slide him over into that uh, intermission report. That wouldn't surprise me. Oh. Hal is a hoot. I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> uh, if you if you get a chance, listen to his Bag Chucker podcast. Oh yeah, uh, him and Mason and uh, Brad Miller. Yeah, they are hysterical. They're yeah. just they're funny. <laughs> yeah. It'd be good stuff. All right, all right. Awesome. That's a really awesome. Top pick for Perks Picks this week. Hey, Chris, who else better could it be than that person right there for this? One more thing real quick. Uh, so uh, me and Kyle, we're kind of in a doghouse in our fantasy league this this week. We, uh, we're we both 1-2 on the season where we got we got Rich's Zachary LaRue flips off of who uh, at 2-1. and one. So uh, I'm looking over the fantasy hockey league right now and uh, – yeah, I mean, we've only got one undefeated team left right now, and that is uh, Matt Hardesty. So uh, it's a yeah, very competitive yeah. league here. Matt um, beat the brakes off of me last week. It was awful. He I'll, beat me as well. I, yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> That's well, uh, I'm just hoping that I don't have to give my hockey team the same name that I've given my fantasy football team, which is the Factory of Sadness. <laughs> I changed my I changed my fan I, my my fantasy football team has been called the Factory of Sadness. But my first week of changing to that team name, I'm gonna win. So I mean, maybe maybe there's some, maybe maybe I'm on to something. Maybe I'm on to something here. But tell me how much worse luck you can have in two fantasy sports at the same time than drafting Christian Affery for your football team. And he goes to IR, your top overall pick. And then you lose your top two picks for your hockey team with Nikita Kucherov and Mark Stone. I just don't even know what I did to piss the hockey gods off, the fantasy 
sports gods, whoever they are. But can, can I get some? Can I get a break here? I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell I you need, something. Need, when we were doing the draft, when we were doing the draft, you saw who was up there, and you picked right before I did, and you took Kucherov. And you left Alex Ovechkin, and that's who I got. And he has been my high scorer. You had a chance. Thanks, to take thanks for rubbing it in, Rich. Thanks. I'm just telling you, I couldn't believe Monday, you him, Rich, Rich, Rich is over here. Rich is over here playing Monday morning quarterback right now. I'm just telling you. I just want Don't to say that again. The Crosby <laughs> came back and got me negative three points. Who did? Nah. Crosby. Uh, Crosby came back and got negative me three. negative three. <laughs> Yeah, that dude. And he was bad, well, too. Know. I watched some clips of him playing. He was not a happy camper. All, all, all I got to say is when my team gets back to full strength, y'all better watch out because I'm coming for you. When's When Kucherov's back, when when the playoffs start? Is that when he's coming back? He's going the Derrick Henry route. He's going to come around right when the playoffs start. You know, I'm talking a big game. Right. I really don't know what I'm doing. So You, you know. could name your team. <laughs> The Crutcherovs. Ooh, yeah, that's good. That's that's that's. We might need to trademark that. That's good, <laughs> Crutcherovs. That's 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 impressive. I might have to think about that. No All right, ideas. we appreciate everyone listening to this edition of Catfish and Ice, episode seventy-six. Yeah. Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. We appreciate you joining us for another episode. Brought podcast network and presented by DraftKings. We've got two games we're going to be reacting to on Thursday, so we're going to have another jam-packed episode for you. So stay tuned for that later this week. Everyone stay healthy and stay safe. Take care of one another, and we will see you later this week for Catfish and Ice Episode 77. See you guys down the All right, and we are back for episode 76, Catfish on Ice podcast. This is Chad Mitten, your host. We've got an awesome guest lined up for you right now. We are very uh, thrilled and honored to have Miss Jennifer Lindahl, who goes to Austin P. She's studying sports broadcasting, and you can follow her on Twitter at Jen Lind. Sports. How are you doing today? We really appreciate you joining the podcast. Yeah, I'm doing really good, and I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, the 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 pleasure the pleasure is really all of ours. We, like I said, we really appreciate you uh, finding some time uh, on Halloween to join the podcast and everything. And uh, of course, you are covering the Preds. You are starting to follow the Preds, I should say. You're uh, going into yeah. sports broadcasting. And so, so the first question I really want to ask you is what kind of led you into wanting to study uh, sports broadcasting? I know you're going to Austin Peay State University yeah. right now, so kind of tell us about that. Yeah, so I'm in my sophomore year at Austin Peay State University. Uh, my major is sports communication, sports broadcasting. Uh, my minor is journalism. Um, there's a couple things that kind of got me into um, broadcasting first and foremost i actually started working with the preds in um july sorry excuse me uh july 2019 um and it's been a lot of behind the scenes stuff and i fell in love with with it immediately and i was like this is something that you know i want to do i necessarily didn't know exactly what i wanted to do um so I kind of just started watching everyone around the arena and what really sealed the deal for me was Lindsay Rowley. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched her and Terry Chris and her and Kara Hammer. They've just been 
big inspirations to me. Um, and so when I saw Lindsay and I saw Karen, I just watched them. I said, this is it. This is exactly what I want to do. Um, I've been a hockey fan since uh, I was four years old. And let me okay. kind of age myself a little bit here a little bit. Um, <laughs> I grew up watching the Los Angeles team because my dad was in the Marines and we were stationed in California. Okay. And um, so we had the Kings out there. And this is when we had Wayne Gretzky, Luke Robitaille, Tony oh, Granato, wow. <laughs> the dream that, team. Here. That's so, there. That's a really good team. Yeah. yeah. So I've been following hockey for a really long time, and it's always something I can talk and something I enjoy. So, um, yeah, like I said, when I saw Lindsay and when I started working for the Preds, and it just kind of all came together. So, like I said, and I'm in my about, sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a really outstanding local market we have uh, as far as. Uh, the broadcast crew that's covering this team, Lindsey Rowley, Kerry Hammer, Terry Crisp. I mean, wow, you're getting to really be around some outstanding role models that can really yeah. teach you a lot. So that's great. I I, I came across you. Uh, uh, I came across on social media that uh, you uh, kind of was uh, interacting with Lindsey Rowley. Kind of tell I us did. about that. It was uh, so yesterday the Preds played the <laughs> Islanders, and or I should say on Saturday the Preds. Uh, played the Islanders in a little daytime hockey action. And I saw, uh, tell us about that. Your little uh, interaction with Lindsay Rowley there. Yes. So my brother-in-law attended the game with me yesterday. Um, and Lindsay was at her desk on the concourse and she was talking to people. And my brother-in-law was like, Hey, go say hi. And I was like, I can't do it. Right. <laughs> I was getting all flustered. Yeah. Um, so he went over there and he was like, Lindsay, this is Jennifer. You're actually her inspiration to go back to school. And, I'm over here. I'm like, oh my gosh, be cool. <laughs> um, as you can see, the interaction had a big impact on me. Lindsay's had a big impact on me. So I did talk to her for um, about five minutes and I just told her, you know, I'm, I'm going back to school for sports broadcasting. You were my main inspiration. I really look up to you. I actually did a career, a career research paper um, and I cited one of her interviews that she did about women in sports broadcasting. Um, that was inspirational. Wow. And so I just told her like, you're kind of my inspiration. And I was like, I'm so flustered. And I was like this. And she's like, you made my day. And I'm like, no, this was like, this made my day. Um, and she was just like, hey, here's my email. If you ever have any questions, if you want to pick my brain? She's like, email me anytime. And so that was, that was really cool for me. I was really excited about that. So. Yeah, very, very, very cool indeed. And I can tell you, Lindsay Rally is one of the best out there. Uh, she really is. Uh, she does outstanding work. Uh, she does uh, NHL network pieces from time to time. They always go to her for the national uh, coverage of the Preds. So she, she does great on there. So that's awesome yeah. that you got to meet her yet uh, yeah. Saturday. Uh, okay, let's get more into the team here. So, because um, yes. I want to get your thoughts on the Preds because they are kind <laughs> of a they're kind of a really hard team to figure out. I don't know if you feel the same way, but they are just I, kind of they're kind of like you don't know you don't know whether to trust them. You don't know whether to think they're a Playoff team, maybe you don't know whether to think. No, they're definitely not going to make the playoffs. They're very much on the fence. At least that's how I feel. Kind of give me some of your current thoughts right now, your yeah. expectations, kind of what you've gotten out of the first eight games of the season. Just give us your original thoughts on that. Yeah. So usually when I talk hockey, I can make predictions and I'm very good at my predictions, whether uh, they happen immediately or they happen later. Um, kind of like Saturday's game, uh, we were talking about. My, my brother-in-law was like, oh, they're going to go into overtime. I'm like, no, the Islanders <laughs> are going to score. It's, it's going to be done. They scored. 
at the very like after the horn had <laughs> yeah. they got that goal but i mean i still said that they were gonna score um i'm on the fence about them right now this is a very young team everyone is very new um you know of course we've got johansson we've got roman yossi saros is back we've we've got our golden players on the team still and yep. i really I'm really excited for that, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do this season because we are playoff potential. We've made it to the playoffs plenty of times. We know we can get there. We just really have to stay strong. Um, so I'm hoping that these veteran players can lead the newer players to the playoffs and that these newer players can really take us all the way. Um, I'm excited. I know a lot of people aren't excited about the newness in the roster, mm-hmm. the youngness in the roster, but I'm excited for this. I think it's yeah. going to give us a fresh start. I think it's going to give us um, new tricks, new tips, new everything. And so mm-hmm. I'm expecting a pretty decent season out of the Preds this year. I'm, I'm very awesome. excited to see where we're going to go. Love the optimism there. Love the optimism. And there's definitely some optimism right now because they've won three games in a row. Yes. Um, a lot of people did uh, want to see the Preds kind of get this fresh start that you just talked about as far as getting some of these new players into the lineup. Um, and, you know, it, it's it, you're going to get a little bad and a little of the good when you do that. I mean, it's not going to be all smooth sailing all the time, and that's kind of why you have the Predators at four and four on the season is because you're going to see some mistakes, some young mistakes, but you also are looking for the players like you just mentioned, Ryan Johansson, Roman Yossi. You expect those players to be leaders and that core, and they appear to be doing that because they've, they're have they leading the team in points to these yeah. top players, and then, of course – I want to ask you, uh, who, are some, who are some of your favorite Preds players right now? Um, Johansson. Newer okay. or older, yeah. Johansson's it it can be any of them. My, it can be any of them. Okay, yeah. Johansson's been always one of my favorite players. Um, I know with his injuries, we haven't seen him as strong of a player as he normally is. But I really do think he is. he can and he still will be a strong player. Um, I hope that this season, um, especially with the young roster, is going to give him that chance, like you said, to lead and be a leader. Mm-hmm. And so I really hope he shines this season. I really love Saros oh, yeah. in the goal. Oh, he's, he's Juice. What, and what a great <laughs> nickname. I mean, one of the – like Juice, like, you know, because, I mean, yeah, he, he's outstanding. He's such a great uh, player for this organization. And, yes. And – um. Let's see. Of course, Roman Yossi is really great, but I am excited to see. I, I haven't picked my new fa- my new favorite player out of this young roster here yet. I'm still kind of keeping my eye on all no, of them. But well, you got plenty of time. You yeah, got plenty I'm, of time. I, I, something they, they're all me, shining. Something tells me it's going to end up being Tanner Janot for you. Yes, yes. The guy that he, he had two goals against the Islanders. He yes. has four goals in the season. He broke onto this team last season out of nowhere, and he just keeps getting better and better. He's kind of become a quick fan favorite for a lot of people. People just can't get enough of him the way he plays. So I'm going to go ahead and bet that if you haven't chosen your favorite player yet out of the young group yet, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and bet my money on it. It's going to be it's going to end up being Tanner Janot for you. He's he's definitely on the top of my watch list right All now. Right. Um, I uh, really yeah. enjoyed watching him play yesterday our Saturday's game. I really enjoyed watching him and his goals were just, they were beautiful. And yeah, they were. Um, he just, he had me on the edge of my seat. I mean, I was literally on the edge just watching like, go, go, go. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do this season. So do you still, are you still a fan of the LA Kings too now? Like, is that the team you actually adamantly cheer for, or do you have multiple teams? Like kind of I, give us some of your teams. I mean, obviously yeah. you want to see the Predators do good. 
But like, do you yeah. still stick with the Kings or do you have any other teams out there you cheer for? I do. Um, so I do have the Kings just because, uh, you know, sentimental reasons. They were the first yeah. team that I grew up watching hockey. Yeah. Um, my whole family's from Colorado. I was born in Colorado. Um, you know, of course, I spent some time other places being military brats, but um, I have the abs, uh, the Preds, the Blue Jackets. I'm, I'm okay. kind of a little all over the place. A little all um, over the place. I, yeah, I've been watching. I watched the Boston Bruins for a while. Tyler Sagan, um, he moved over to Dallas. So I watched Dallas because I still follow Sagan. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of all over the place. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Sagan's one of those players that. Uh, like you don't like him when you're having to play against him, but if he's on your own team that you're that you like, he's an easy yeah. pl- inspirational player to cheer for. So that's a good one there, Tyler Sagan. Not a big Dallas Stars fan, but I do like Ta- Tyler no, Sagan. No, I, I really I do really like, like Tyler I've Sagan. Watched, I've watched him since he was uh, with Boston, and so that's that's been a long time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. Um, it was actually funny because my first game here was a Preds Avs game. Um, so, like I said, I'm from Colorado. My husband's military, so we've kind of moved around. Um, so, I, I mean, Colorado, we have hockey everywhere. We've got Colorado College, which Jaden Short's on um, the Kraken. I got to watch him okay. uh, play some college hockey. And we got the Avs. And then we had to – we were stationed in Louisiana. There's no hockey out in Louisiana. Nah. So, when we got here to Tennessee, I saw that we had Preds. I'm like, let's go to a game. And, I I mean, I've been hooked. I was like, I know I was here to watch the Avs, but who the Avs who? <laughs> but, I mean, I still that seems love to happen. That seems to happen. That seems to happen a lot. It's like whenever people are new to this city, and, they're you know, of course, Nashville's uh, getting so many new people moving in. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they always have their original team that they cheer for, of course. But for some reason, something pulls yeah. – fans in to say, hey, I've still got my original team that I've always cheered for, but I'm going to adopt the Predators as one of my mm-hmm. secondary teams because I just can't get enough of the atmosphere. I can't get enough of just going to the home games, uh, Broadway, it's lower Broadway, going the pregame atmosphere, just everything to do with it. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, I feel like this team is fit, building new fans just every day, not just fans from the old, from when they first got here, but just new fans. Yeah. And when I first got here um, with the prize, I didn't know what exactly to expect, but it's like I tell everyone, as soon as you walk into Bridgestone, you just feel it. There is something in the arena, Mm -hmm. there's something in the air that just hits you right here. And you just, you're excited, you're ready to go. And it's not just that, and it's not how they play either. It's the whole, the organization as a whole. I mean, they give so much back to the community these guys are amazing. They're absolute sweethearts. Their families are, they, everyone's just been amazing. And even in the people, even the people who work in the organization, I mean, it's, it's the best organization I've dealt with. And mm-hmm. I just, I, and I love the Preds and I wouldn't even call them my secondary team. I'm, they're definitely, <laughs> they're yeah. definitely my number one. Oh, like, nice. You know, for, for all the right reasons. Like, I yeah, good team. Great organization. I love the way they get back to the community. So they definitely really have my heart. Some days they break it, but that's oh okay. yeah, well they're <laughs> oh yeah, our hearts are going to get broken a lot. But you know what? We keep coming back because when oh, you yeah. see them win, and I tell I've told this story many times, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners remember this as well. I was uh in I was in downtown Nashville the night I wasn't at the game unfortunately, but I was in downtown Nashville the night that the Preds uh clinched a Stanley cup birth in 2017 against the, uh, against the Anaheim ducks. And I can tell you that city just turned, just 
they they that entire city rallied around one team like I've never seen before. I had yeah. never even I had never even seen it with the Titans up to that point. And the Titans had had in football had had plenty of success to that point. And football is always going to be the number one sport in the South. But that night on that night, when the Predators were going to the Stanley cup, there were strangers hugging each other on the sidewalk. There were people, everyone was just so happy. I still get chills down my spine thinking about it. And I know that when it does happen, it might be 10 years from now. It might be five years from now. It might take even longer than that. But when the Preds win that first Stanley cup, Mm -hmm. This city is going to be like it's never been before, and it's going to be so great. And I'm here for it. We just got to be patient about it. I got one more question for you, Jennifer. Again, this is a Jennifer Lindahl who goes to Austin Peay State University. She's uh, studying sports broadcasting. She's following the Preds. Please go follow her on Twitter at Jen Lind Sports on Twitter. She puts up a lot of really good uh, stuff on there, so you need to go follow her. We will make sure we uh, retweet this out when we when the episode gets released as well to go follow that. I got one more question for you. Any other sports you're into besides hockey that you like really just like are passionate about or you just really love to watch? Any other teams? Anything else you're into? Um, yeah, I really love to watch college football. I know everyone's about the NFL, but I really love college football. Um, I really see the heart that a lot of the players have, um, especially here at Austin P. Um, let me just talk on them for a second. Um, I am actually a first year sports writer and photographer for the Allstate, which is Austin P's campus newspaper. Um, so I've gotten to go out on the field and I've gotten to take photos and write articles about them. And these players, they just have heart. And that's what I love about college football. It's just the heart behind it. Um, so I love Austin P. My family's from Texas. So Texas tech fans. Um, and of course anything Colorado, I do like to watch a little bit of baseball here and there. Very cool. Very cool. Austin P, man, they, they've got a really good uh, football program they're building right now. I don't know if you uh, yes. uh, uh, agree with that or not, but like, I know that they were struggling there for a while. And recently yeah. um, in the FCS or whatever, they're, they're, they're becoming a really, really good team. So I, I have a lot of yes. respect for Austin P State University. They're, they're building a great program right now. I'm not sure if you heard the news, but they're actually um, – in the ASUN conference series now, instead of the OVC, they'll be starting that, I believe in January. Um, oh, okay. That's really exciting. I did not know that. Yeah. That's yeah. They, uh, they're moving to the ASUN conference out of the OVC. So I believe that, like I said, that takes place in January. Really excited to see um, that because there's a lot of teams in the ASUN that, um, you know, they're challenging, but I believe Austin P can really rise up to those challenges and take them head on. And I've, think we're going to go far now the only thing that i can ask is that we get a hockey team out there yes get 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 a hockey team for austin p that'd be amazing i know vanderbilt has a hockey team uh middle tennessee state has a hockey team but uh it's you know the sport is still very much growing in this part of the country the predators play a big part in growing the sport as you were talking about earlier how the predators reach back to the community that's one way they've really done that over the years. Yeah. And so um, thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining us. Yeah. This has been, we have been joined here on episode 76 of Catfish on Ice by Jennifer Lindahl, who is uh, studying sports broadcasting at Austin Peay State University. You can go follow her on Twitter at Jen Lynn Sports. Go do that. Any other places we can find your work? 
Um, I'm on Instagram at Jen through the lens, T H R U for through. Um, you'll find some of my football photography on there. Most of it's my kids right now, but I'm still slowly (laughs) building that up into my sports stuff. But Jen Lynn sports on Twitter. And thank you guys so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Now the pleasure has been all ours. We appreciate it. You're welcome back anytime. Maybe when the season gets uh, going a little bit more, we really start seeing some more action. We will definitely have you on again. Best of luck to you in your in your sports broadcasting endeavors. We will see you later. Go follow her again at Jim Lynn Sports. Thanks for joining everyone. This is episode 76 of Catfish Lines.